Welcome to Hope Talks, Stories of Transformation. Hope Talks is a project of David's United Church of Christ in Canal Winchester, Ohio, and dedicated to providing stories with different perspectives of hope. Hi, everybody. I'm Patty Houston Holm. There are three of us in this podcast coming out of Canal Winchester, Ohio today. I have two guests, two best friends, Nancy Berry and Kathy Dean. Their story is about lifelong friendship in good times, the laughter, the lunches, and more, and bad, including two very different life-threatening health conditions. They have a bond that has strengthened over seven decades. So what does it take to be a good friend? Let's see if we can get some insights. Nancy, just tell us a little bit about how you and Kathy met. Okay, Patty, thank you. Back in the day when we were five years old, there was no public kindergarten in Canal Winchester. So we were fortunate to have a church in town, David's Lutheran Church, and they just started that very year a kindergarten class with the teacher being Mary Smith. I don't remember too much about the kindergarten class, but I do remember eating lunch at Kathy's house. I'm very food oriented. And they invited me for lunch. And it was the first time I'd ever eaten lunch at someone else's house. So I had had lunch at Kathy's house and gone home. And I was so excited to tell my mother what we had for lunch. And she asked me what we had for lunch. And I said, oh, mom, we had spaghetti. It was so delicious. Please ask Mrs. Ford for her recipe. So mom contacted Mrs. Ford. And Mrs. Ford said it was Chef Boyardee out of a box. I laughed about that story my whole entire life, that mom made it from scratch and Mrs. Ford made it from a box. And of course, I preferred hers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a good story. So, Kathy, is that story accurate or is there another story? Oh, it's absolutely accurate. And um, I also went to Nancy's house for lunch and I remember having the spaghetti and I wondered why it tasted different than my mom's, but it was Homemade and delicious. Awesome. So this is a Tuesday, and I know that Tuesday's your regular day together each week. By the way, there's a book, Tuesdays with Moray, that I've read. Uh, and as I was thinking about talking to you, I was thinking about that book. So I've actually been at Nancy's house on one of your Tuesdays. Thank you both very much. I'm picturing you two today sitting at that same kitchen table. And to me, your strong connection is so obvious. I'm anxious to hear some more of the good stuff, but let's just kind of get this difficult thing out of the way. You're both 72. That's not difficult, but Kathy's in remission for leukemia and Nancy has a rare incurable disorder. And I'm going to mispronounce this called corticobasal degeneration. So how did you both take the news for yourselves and for each other? And how have you been supportive as friends? I actually had a chronic type of leukemia, which had no symptoms. And I went to a routine checkup at my doctor's and it was discovered in a blood test. So I was very, very shocked when I found out the news and um, I wanted to be retested by my doctor. And it turned out to be even worse than the first blood test. I was in shock for a long time and in denial but fortunately, I didn't have to have chemotherapy or radiation. I took a pill every day. And thankfully, in about a year, I was in remission. So it was pretty shocking. <laughs> and I absolutely hated when I heard the word leukemia connected with my friend Kathy's name. 
that was devastating to me. And I didn't want to bother her, but I, I started sending her cards. And then anyone I saw that was our mutual friend, I would say, have you heard how Kathy Dean's doing? That's how I kept in contact with her. Mm -hmm. And I kept every one of those cards and notes. I really treasured those. So Nancy, the latest health issue is kind of yours and your, the balls in your court, as they say. Tell us a little bit about that. Since 2014, I've had weird symptoms in my body and I went to several different specialists with no resolution. So I kept seeing advertisements on television for Cleveland Clinic and I talked to people that had had a good success there. So I pursued that route. I called Cleveland Clinic one day and they immediately could have gotten me an appointment, but I was busy that day. And by the time I got my appointment, COVID had already started. So I had to wait till August of 2015, or no, August of 2020 to get to Cleveland Clinic where I, I got a diagnosis as codicol basal de degeneration. And that's how I found out what it was. It, I went through the the predicted steps of denial and anger and all those usual steps. And now I've gotten to a point where I'm accepting it better. And this podcast is helping me see the future and hope. But I told Patty, this is going to be a life changer for me. I want to have a purpose in my life. And this is helping me take the next step to have a purpose to share my condition with others and hope that I can help them. Kathy prays for me daily about getting me into a clinical trial. So Nancy, um, because this is an audio podcast and we can't actually see uh, the syndrome that you have, can you kind of paint a picture for us and tell us what it's like for you, what it looks like? Yes. The, the initial vision you would see is my hand, my left hand is, is all crunched up. And my neurologist at Cleveland Clinic explained to me, if he walked in a room with 10 people whose hand looked just like mine, nine out of 10 of them would have, it's called CBS syndrome or CBD dementia. And he said, it's the major way that they diagnose it. I also walk um, a little bit off balance. And the reason it's everyone associates it with Parkinson's disease, the symptoms look like Parkinson's disease, but it's not Parkinson's disease. And I'm on a timeline chat group with people with the same syndrome. And that's the biggest problem. Everybody equates it with Parkinson's disease and they just go, oh, it's just Parkinson's disease. And we know some successes of that. So to educate the universe with this particular syndrome or dementia is part of my purpose and goal. So can you pronounce that, pronounce that again for us? I'm doing just like you, Patty. I'm doing it my best I can. Cortico basal, basal like the herb, degeneration is the proper name, I think. Okay. And you know, you mentioned the word dementia, and I think we normally think of dementia with the mind, but... No, it's actually one of the main symptoms is dementia. So far as my neurologist has shared with me, I have no signs of the dementia. But let me tell you, since I got the diagnosis, I pray all day long that I don't care what the other symptoms are. Please, dear Lord, let me retain my ability to think. That's my biggest concern. I totally get that. I mean, I, I think one of the worst things I 
say over and over would be to lose my cognition. And, and, and I that's my that. very biggest concern, Patty. Plus, because I'm such a big talker, I don't want to lose my ability to speak. That's another thing that is part of the syndrome. So, Kathy, um, how did you react when you heard your best friend had this condition? Well, when we finally, we didn't know what it was for so long, and I was always praying for an answer. And uh, when I finally did find out um, the actual diagnosis, actually, we were together and I cried. <laughs> I was just so overcome. But um, Nancy actually has been a source of encouragement to me. She's really an inspiration. Um, yeah. So, Nancy, have, have you ever cried about it? A lot. I used to cry myself to sleep. I, I could cry now, but, you know, why cry? I, Kathy and I have discussed the shared, we shared taking care of our mothers. Mm -hmm. And every time I feel sad, I remember how sweet my mom was. My mom was in hospice for eight months, and I took care of her for 15 years. She never cried. She always was upbeat. And when she was really finally dying, we went through so many roller coaster events and she would say I'm ready to go she said I don't know what we're waiting for and I, we finally decided mom and I discussed it we finally decided someone else wasn't ready for mom to go she was ready but someone else needed to see her live for longer but yes tears I've always been a really good crier and Kathy's one of my best cry buddies yes <laughs> It's great to have someone to cry with and to laugh with. So speaking of laughter, um, what kinds of things, uh, your background, let's hear a little bit about your background and some of the fun stuff. I can go ahead and tell you that what the main things that Kathy and I talk about and laugh about, we love children. So we share, when she first comes into my house on Tuesday, we sit in the front room and talk about the week that we've just passed and it's almost always led with stories of the children we love. She has an adorable grandson and granddaughter and I have a little friend who's 12 years old nearly and they always provide us with entertainment. So you are both teachers. Uh, I want to hear a little bit about that. Nancy um, and I want to hear about your out-of-country experience as a teacher. Uh, can you talk about that just a little bit? I'll be happy to, Patty. About halfway through my career, I got a little tired of teaching and I needed something to spark my enthusiasm. And in my mailbox at school, I got a pamphlet from Fulbright Teachers Exchange where teachers from different countries exchange their jobs and their lives for a year. And it takes three years to process the interviews and everything. And then in 1987, I went to England and spent a year teaching at a small school in Northamptonshire called Pollisbury, and I taught reception, which is their kindergarten. It was another life-changing event. I was so incredibly homesick that my telephone bill for three months was equivalent to $900, and I told my dad, and he said, his response was, well, that's cheaper than psychiatric care. <laughs> so I survived, and it's one of my greatest experiences. I'm still Facebook friends with my kindergartners who are grown now, and they communicate with me regularly. 
I bet some of those phone calls were to Kathy. You know, I think most of them were to my mom and dad. But yeah. I'm sure Kathy heard the communication. Uh -huh. It probably flew around Canal Winchester pretty quickly. <laughs> well, and that was the days before the internet. So yes. you had to do a phone call. That was the way you communicated. So that's great. So, Kathy, while Nancy started her career, you were having a family, and then you got your degree in education later. Um, how do you stay connected to a friend like Nancy when your lives are on different paths like that? Well, we did stay connected through um, parties and class reunions at, before I went into the teaching. Then when I went back to get the degree in education, she became my mentor, I would say. I went to her school and observed her teaching, and um, she was fabulous teacher, wonderful. Then I ended up subbing for her a lot. Um, she was my favorite sub, Patty, <laughs> and it was a wonderful country school. I still and know was, her phone number by heart. Yeah. <laughs> it was fabulous, and all of Nancy's students were her children. It was a wonderful thing to, to observe and learn from. But through this podcast, podcast, excuse me, I'm interrupting, but Kathy and I had an epiphany one day. We were sitting here. We said, you know what our biggest connection was that we took care of our mothers. And I took care of my mother for 15 years. And throughout that time, Kathy was one of my major supporters, knowing that being a caregiver is one of the most valuable experiences of your life, but also a challenge. Mm -hmm. And then when my mother passed away, Kathy was taking care of her parents, and she'll tell you about that. Right. Um, my parents lived with us for three years. It wasn't as long as Nancy's mother, but um, I was a caregiver for both of them, um, especially in my mom. Um, and she was in hospice for a few months. So I experienced a lot of the things that Nancy did with her mom. And she wrote me many notes and encouraged me with that constantly. And it really helped. And I agree with her. That's a real life-changing experience, a spiritual experience when you um, become a caregiver. Tell me some of the other ways you stay connected. Well, I was looking for a church in Canal Winchester. I had gone to one my whole entire life. And I thought of the two nicest people I knew, and they both went to David's church. So I joined up, and Kathy sponsored me. Mm -hmm. So that's a big thing. So I saw her at church and did church activities with her. Right. So, Nancy, did you go to Kathy's wedding? Absolutely did, and I remember it very well. It seems like only yesterday. It was 1970. <laughs> Quite a while. So, you know, I think about... When people first learn of a condition like what both of you have or had, they surround you with cards and flowers and food, and then they move on with their lives without you. So what is it that keeps two people connected? I mean, what's your secret to being a good friend? I kind of could use some tips on that. Well, for one thing, Canal Winchester is so different than the average bear that I haven't lost one amount of communication from people but um that seems to be a little different but I think just being a small town we always were seeing each other at the grocery store right. at the post office you know we were still connected our mothers had mutual friends and our mothers were also friends 
So that helped too, Kathy and Patty. It could be time for wine, right? Yeah, I, I think it's time for wine. <laughs> we haven't really talked about the wine, but let's talk about the wine. <laughs> well, I'm a great lover of wine. And the other day when we were practicing this, someone asked me what I did to help with my pain and relaxation. Whenever it's four o'clock someplace in the world, so we were just figuring out when it was four o'clock or five o'clock in Uganda, I pour myself a glass of wine. <laughs> and Kathy's imbibed with me oh, yes. maybe once, but we're considering, <laughs> <once>. we're considering <laughs> a big imbibe later today. Yes. <laughs> you know, I think what you should do is have a Tuesday afternoon and then just whoever wants to stop in for wine should stop in. You know, we have visitors often, don't we, Kathy? Uh -huh. They know we're here together having more fun than a barrel of monkeys. It's, it's great. <laughs> Very funny. So who, who's the friend you have there today? What's her name and where is she from? Her name is Robin, and she went to kindergarten through 12th grade with us, Patty. So we've known her 67 years. The thing that is so crazy is that she's only 55. Now, I'm winking with both <laughs> eyes. <laughs> now, why is she only 55 and you're 72? She doesn't want to be 72 with me and Kathy. <laughs> and she looks young. Yes, she does. And she's from Texas, right? El Paso, correct. Yeah. Originally from Canal Winchester. Yeah. See, I, you're making me feel like I want to come over there this afternoon. Yeah. Well, we're missing your yeah, presence, we Patty. We, we love company. <laughs> We'd love to have you. <laughs> so, you know... The theme of all these podcasts is hope and transformation. Uh, this is certainly a story of hope and how your lives have been transformed by each other's friendship. Kind of like to get your perspective, each one of you, on where you find hope. Um, yeah, I find hope in Nancy. Absolutely. She's an inspiration, very strong person who never gives up. And um, We've, we've been prayer partners. I find a lot of hope in our prayers. And um, I find hope in the church family I have. I know I was supposed to be inspiring Nancy, but she's been inspiring me. For sure. And I mentioned that we have this great love of children. I think children are my greatest hope. One of my best friends is going to be 12 in December. And every time I see her, I have hope for the future. Not only is she brilliant and kind, but I see all these other people and, you know, in the newspaper, you see all this bad PR for the youth. And then you meet some wonderful young person. You go, there it goes hope for the future, walking right out my door. Yeah, I thoroughly agree with that. With what's your name, this 12-year-old? My, want me to do her cheer I used to do when she was a baby? Absolutely. <laughs> J-A-N-N-A, -N -N Jana. <laughs> she can still do the cheer. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. So how often do you see Jana? I see her every two weeks usually, but she started visiting me after school because I live halfway between her mother and her father. So she stops here for a Hershey bar. <laughs> I told her I was blatantly tempting her with chocolate. It's so far it's working. Kathy knows her too. Yes, she's a wonderful kid. She's about the same age as I have a granddaughter about her age too. 
who goes and, and, and we go, compare they go stories. through practically the same things don't they Kathy? yes absolutely we call it puberty but it's pretty <laughs> ugly so nancy um you know i i can see you're still the teacher always the teacher um nancy what about hope for you uh you you find hope in this 12 year old uh any other perspective actually remembering my mother's experience with her health makes me be very hopeful and touching lives with this podcast kathy and i've watched all the other podcasts and each one was so different but it touched us and gave us hope plus as kathy and i believe and my brother prays for a cure you never know there could be a cure in my lifetime and if i could be a part of that cure that would really be a hopeful wonderful thing I wonder what the data is on the number of people who have that condition. You know, I don't know if they've even studied it enough. All I know is that the, the posts that I read, it's a very small number. And so we, as a group, haven't been able to get much attention on it. My specialists in Columbus pretty much deny that it even exists, but it does. Yeah, well... I don't know what else you had planned to talk about today. I hate the word final. You know, usually I say any final thoughts, but <laughs> what what else would you like to talk about before we close? You know, I never do well with goodbye, Patty. So we'll, let's just think of this as a continuation of our friendship. Let me tell you, this will be party fodder for the rest of our lives. Kathy and I will be laughing about, do you remember when we did the podcast <laughs> with Patty? Plus, we gained a friend, didn't we? Yes, we did. Patty. Patty's our new friend. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember it was so magical. Pastor James was in your house when I was there. Was it last week? And, yes. And we started singing that Broadway tune. Get we did, that. didn't we? Yeah. Let's see. If we can do it together. I, I don't even know all the words. I don't even remember what it was, but getting to know all about. Oh, that's right. From the King and I getting to know you, getting to know all about you, getting to know you, getting to know you like, oh, getting to like you, getting to hope you like me. Anyway, they'll have to use their imagination. Yeah, but it was spontaneous. I remember the one verse, all those wonderful and new things, things are learning about you day by day. I love that. Oh my gosh, I love that. Too bad Pastor James isn't here for that. Yes. <laughs> I think he wanted to be here. If you want to know the truth, he said, he said, now, if you have any trouble, I'll be in the office all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw I saw him this morning on my Ugandan. Um, Robin has a goodbye song. Maybe oh, yeah. she'll join Ooh, us. Yeah, let's let Robin come in and sing. Yeah, well, we had a goodbye song in kindergarten. Do you remember it? <laughs> but I don't. Robin remembers anything. Robin can sing. Come on, Robin. <laughs> well, no, it was real simple. Goodbye, goodbye. Goodbye. God bless you. Goodbye. Does that ring a bell? Maybe? It does yes. ring a bell. Yeah, it does. <laughs> now I'll probably sing that. I won't be able to get that song. It's it's become an earworm. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Robin, for jumping in. 
Now we got oh, Robin, Robin remembers the words to all the, the songs. songs. I don't know why. <laughs> all right. Do you have any final thoughts? I hate to say that, but either one of you before we close. Well, thank you so much yeah. for including us. Yes, this has been you. a great experience, especially for me. And I know for oh, Kathy. Definitely too. for me. I really enjoyed it. And I'm so glad Nancy got to tell her story. And you, if you hear it that it affected anybody's life please let us know that's mm -hmm. what we're all about purpose yes yep absolutely and you know i love the impromptu songs at the end that was great <laughs> <laughs> we're not very shy patty <laughs> okay well this is patty my conversation today at the podcast at davidsucc.net hope talks has been with nancy berry and kathy dean in the midwestern state of ohio within the united states of america if you have a comment about this podcast or an idea for a future podcast on a story of transformation, send us an email at hopetalks at daviducc.net. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to this segment of Hope Talks. I hope you join us again. And please encourage others to listen and check out other David's United Church of Christ programs at davidsucc.net. It is our hope that your day is filled with hope.